Well, thanks to the coronavirus, this podcast is a team effort with my buddy Michael Campbell, Beyond the Band podcast, and myself, Garage Talk. Welcome back in. Not in the garage, actually, in my bedroom. More on that in a few. Well, let's get right to it and toss it over to my buddy Michael Campbell. All right. Welcome. It, this is a combined remote social distancing podcast <laughs> combination of Beyond the Band and Garage Talk with Jason Allen. Jason. How's it going? You know, all things considered, I guess pretty good. I mean, uh, it's been actually, it's been a weird week or so. I would say, you know, considering that I was doing my civic duty, which I don't, you know, want to get into too many details as far as what exactly I was doing, but, um, you know, with doing that and then this whole coronavirus thing exploding at the same time was kind of weird, you know, to be isolated. And then every time I'd come out of isolation, it would be, uh, worse. Right. Right. Well, I mean, it just seemed like it escalated so quickly for us, you know, that's, yeah. that's the crazy thing about it. Well, and you know, it's one of those things that we talked about on our morning show on the queue about it was happening in China and as it was developing and, and trying to take it seriously, but also, you know, joke at the same time and try and keep things as light as possible. But anytime something like this happens, you don't really know the severity of it. And it happened so quickly that I don't really think a lot of people even still now know what to expect. And here we are. What is it? It's Sunday the 15th. I'm actually sitting in my bedroom right now. And, um, I have been home since, oh boy, I guess, uh, I think Thursday night was the last time. No, maybe Friday night. I think I jammed out Friday night just for a couple of minutes, but didn't get out, you know? Um, but so it's really only been, home for 48 hours or so, you know, but it looks like, you know, from my perspective that I might stay here for a little while. Yeah. You know, and for us, it's a little bit different situation. I feel like because with my wife being, you know, due in three weeks with the baby, I think that I'm probably taking it more seriously than I would any other time. So there's that part of it. And so I actually set up my equipment for, uh, to do the morning show and test it out a couple of hours ago just to see if everything would work properly. And it looks like it's going to work. So I thought, well, shoot, might as well just do the show from home. I can do my sales job from home and might as well just stay away from people for a little while, you know? Yeah. 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 You know, that a whole nother layer bringing a child into the world right now, that must add a whole nother layer for you guys. Well, and if you think about it, you know, where we're at right now, this thing is escalating very quickly in the United States. We've seen what happened in China and we've seen what happened in Italy. And so they're saying that we're, you know, approximately two weeks behind Italy with where they're at. So two weeks from now, if we are where Italy is, then that's definitely not best case scenario. No, no, it's not. So, and and we don't know. And they're telling us, you know, the best thing you can do is everyone can what socially, uh, social what's it called again? Distancing. Distancing. There you go. And, uh, you know, at first I thought, okay, maybe that's kind of ridiculous, but you know, the more we thought about it, just the fact of, you know, expecting a baby in a couple of weeks, it doesn't make any sense for me to be out there mingling with society. If this thing's really going to, you know, go full force ahead. And so, yeah, you know, I checked in with my work and they said, yeah, go ahead and do it from home, which obviously technology, like you're at home right now, we were going to get together and actually do a podcast, do this. We were, but it just doesn't make sense for us to get together as much as we want to. No, 
No, it doesn't. No, and you know, and that's what's so crazy. And I think I think we're all still wrestling with it because we went from oh ha ha coronavirus to oh geez, don't leave your house, you know. And so, when did you first when did you first hear about the coronavirus? So, walk me through your process through this all. Do you remember um, when you first heard about it? Not the exact moment per se, but I know that what well, it's been. It's been going on for weeks in China. Yeah. And we talked about that at the time. And then on our morning show, we talked about it, you know, repeatedly numerous times. And I remember us talking about the guy from Eugene who I think he was on a cruise ship. And I want to say they got to a port and they had everyone pretty much isolated for the most part. And then he snuck out and flew home. Oh, yeah. This was a guy who he was working, right? He was a comedian. Yeah. I think, on the yeah. Ship. And he came home to yeah. Eugene. And so... It was such an irresponsible move on his part, I think. Um, and I've used that word so many times over the past 48 hours just here at my house talking about different situations and the word irresponsible keeps coming up, whether it would be, mm-hmm. you know, irresponsible for me to go to work, you know, and be out in the public with, you know, my wife being due in a couple of weeks or irresponsible by going out in public and just saying, well, we're going to go out to dinner just because. Well, it's not necessary, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not necessary in the short term. And if we can help, you know, ultimately save older folks from having to deal with this or, you know, newborn babies or whatever, it's just, you know, I'm one of those guys who's very skeptic at times. And I think that, you know, in this case at the beginning, I kind of was, but it's definitely something as we learn more information about it, something to take seriously. And I saw something today that summed it up perfectly. And they said, okay, so if we do overreact and nothing happens, then it's better than not reacting and worst case scenario happening. So, mm-hmm. you know, just going at it that way and, you know, but back to your original question, I kind of got sidetracked. So it's been a while, you know, just kind of watching this thing develop, but it's escalating quickly. There's no doubt about that. Right. Yeah. Well, we went from, you know, we went from, yeah, we're we're getting tests and this and that, and then all of a sudden, okay, we're we're banning travel, you know, to and from these certain places, and then you know, I think what I'll tell you what was the real holy crap moment for me, honestly, and it might seem a little silly, but when the NBA canceled or postponed their season, that was when it got really real because you know. I mean, the billions of dollars of impact that that's going to have. And, you know, you have all these TV contracts, you have all these arenas and all their employees. I mean, the the economic impact of a decision like that, for them to to make that call, that's what sort of was a turning point for me and going, okay, this is a big, big deal. Yeah. That we have to take seriously. Well, and a lot of those things, whether it be that or the NCAA tournaments with the men's and women's, oh, which is man. so unfortunate for those athletes that have worked so hard. But uh, I don't think anyone wants to play right now. At least I would hope not when they no. look at what could potentially happen. Yeah. I mean, obviously, deep down, you want to play the tournament. But you know when the NBA and then the NCAA tournament where there is so much money, not just the games itself and the ticket revenue, but the advertising revenue, the gambling that takes place, what happens in Las Vegas. I mean, it is so deep. Mm. There is so much money that changes hands. And when you see all of the sporting events, all of the major concerts, all of the, 
you know, large gatherings, that's when you have to look at it and say, okay, maybe we should all wake up here and pay attention to what's going on. And and I still think there's people who aren't, they're just out there doing their thing still. Yeah. You know, I, I see those posts and it's like, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to, well, you even had a post like that, you know, live your life and this and that. And I think, I think when you realize though, and I, I was with you by the way, you know, when you posted that, um, you know, we can't live in fear and you got to live your life. And I was totally on that vein, but, but then you start learning about, you know, the, they talk about the curve and, um, is that, I don't know if I'm using the right terminology, but basically this is all about, you know, yeah, younger people, it's a very, very low impact on younger people. And by younger, I mean pretty much under 50. Um, but what we have to realize is we can spread it to the elder population. And the faster it spreads, the more our healthcare system gets overloaded. And that's really, that's the impact. I mean, just read about what's going on in Italy right now. And, you know, I'm not trying to be doom and gloom, but for those who are, you know, I think a lot of people are looking at the rate of infection and, you know, the death statistics and things like that and going, why are we all freaking out? And it's because we can't afford to overload our healthcare system. Well, not only that, it's one thing to look at the numbers right now and compare it. And I'm one of those people who right. is right there with you. And obviously, uh, we'll get back to what I mentioned uh, here a week ago in a few seconds. But we can't compare numbers when we don't have numbers yet. Does that make sense? Right, so it. I'm with right. everyone who says, oh, the flu, all of these other things. But the reality is we haven't even tested that many people in the United States yet. So once they do get those tests, we're going to see the numbers skyrocket. And as many experts mm-hmm. have said, it multiplies so quickly. It goes from two to four to eight to 16 to 32. And it doesn't sound like a lot initially, but once you're at a thousand and it doubles to 2000 to 4,000 to 8,000, 16,000, the next thing you know, you're, it's out of control. And that's, we're not there yet in the United States. That's just it. We're a couple of weeks behind Italy. So, you know, for me, and, and you were talking about the thing that I'd posted just over a week ago about, you know, when it's our time to go, it's our time to go. We don't live in fear. I still believe in that a hundred percent. The difference is that, you know, part of that was because at the time it appeared as though and I still believe the media is out of control with this thing. I'm not saying their reporting isn't accurate, oh, yeah. but I think a lot of it's been, um, I'm looking for the right word, kind of um, capitalizing. capitalizing. Yeah, for sure. You know, for the yeah. clicks and for the advertising purposes. And I, I understand what they're doing, oh, yeah. but it hasn't helped at all. And I think, you know, that's part of the reason people are buying toilet paper like crazy and some of these other things. Um, but for me, it's, not so much about me because I still believe that I still believe when it's our time, it's our time, but also, right. You know, like I mentioned numerous times already that we're expecting a child in three weeks. So it's not just about me. You know what I mean? It's not just about me. It's about older people too. So yeah, you still need to live your life, but also, you know, make calculated moves. And if that means staying home and you know, there's going to be some suffering for a lot of people in different ways, whether it's with their health because they end up with this or I've talked a lot off the record about what it means for business. We're both in business. So 
you know, there's going to be uh, yeah. some things we have to go through and, and maybe we don't have as much and maybe it's harder to get things done in the short term. But I, I think we're all, you know, strong enough people to and resilient enough to rally and continue to move forward. And maybe we learn some things from it. I don't know. Well, it's already been an interesting exercise in, I mean, to your point, um, doing something that's bigger than yourself, right? Because, you know, we're relatively young and healthy and, um, you know, even if, and by the way, I think I read, I think it's something like they're estimating 40 to 70% of Americans will at one point get the virus. Which Um, is crazy to think about. Yeah. Isn't that something? But that's, but it's all about spacing it out, right? It's spacing it out over 18 months versus, you know, 18 weeks where for people who need serious medical care, you know, we don't totally overload the system, but um, it's an exercise in that. But you're seeing, aren't you, the people who are, I mean, people's true colors really start to come out. You know, you see these videos and and stories of people fighting in stores over toilet paper and stuff. I mean, it's just crazy. And then, you know, on the opposite of that, you see people, you know, running errands for elderly people who are afraid to go out of their house, um, getting groceries and doing all that kind of thing. So you see the best and the worst of humanity um, in the face of these things. And it's just very, very interesting to sit back and watch it all unfold. Yeah. And, you know, for the two of us, we're both in, like I said, we're in business. Uh, you know, I do the radio show, work with advertising clients like yourself, and you guys are in business to make sure people have phones and, you know, the latest phones they want and great service and all that. And one of the things that's really stood out to me just over the past 48 hours or so, because, you know, we get so used to just jumping in the car and running into town or running to the store or doing whatever it is we need to do, or we're going to go buy this or go buy that. And I think what it's really done for me just in the very short term is I've really had a lot of time to think about, you know, what's going on is what, what do we really need? You know, Mm -hmm. when it comes down to it, what's absolutely necessary, which maybe isn't best case scenario for some industries because it means we're not consuming all of the things. Um, but that's something that's really stood out to me over the past, you know, two days or so of just thinking about, okay, so what do we really need? And as last week kind of wrapped wrapped up and we were getting ready for the weekend, trying to figure out what our master plan was going to be. And obviously it's ever changing what that's going to look like, but just, okay, what is necessary? You know, do we need 400 cases of toilet paper? No, but do we need a few things to make sure we can eat for a couple of weeks? Right. You know, that's stuff that's important and not that you aren't going to be able to go get food, but if you do go to get it, you're putting yourself and maybe others at risk, you know? So we just prepared for, you know, it's twofold for us because not only is my wife not going to be able to go shopping here very, very soon because of the baby, this thing is also going on at the same time. So we just kept both of those things in mind and we went out Thursday night and you know, as you know, spent hundreds of dollars and and not frivolously. It was on stuff that we could use or stuff that would keep, stuff right. that we needed and stuff that we would need after the baby's born. So, you know, we just stocked up as best we could, hit a couple of different stores. We hit one that night and then I hit one Friday afternoon to get a few other things I wanted to get to make sure I had. And, you know, just some, some simple 
survival like stuff, you know, not that we're not going to have power or anything like that, but just to make sure that everything would be fine, even if we had to be here for weeks, you know, a couple of weeks. Yeah. You start thinking about what, what can I do so that I don't have to go out of my house as much or go to the store as much in kind of a good exercise to use anyway. And I think that's what's so interesting about our society today is we don't, I mean, we can just, anything we need, we can either just from a click of a couple buttons on our phone, we can order it. Or if we need it right now, we can just run out to the store and buy it, right? But you start to rethink those things. I just had to go to the hardware store to get a tire for my lawnmower because like this pandemic, my lawn is out of control. And uh, great joke, by the way. That was that was yours. Give you, <laughs> oh, give you credit for it, but it was a good lawn one. Was out of control, and I said, kind of like Corona, as I told <laughs> you, you need to go to the store. It's so true. My lawn is a is a is just a, a a microcosm for the pandemic. But um, but I I needed to get a new tire because I had a puncture in my tire and it's totally toast. And I have a riding lawnmower, and so, but and maybe this was kind of silly, but I bought two of them because I'm thinking. Well, you know, if the other one blows out, at least this way I'll have another one. I could just change it out and I won't have to run back out to the store, you know? So it's just weird how I would never have bought two tires to replace one before all this, but it just kind of makes kind of makes you think harder about things. And so I can kind of understand the psychology of people, you know, wanting to stock up on stuff and the toilet paper thing is still kind of crazy because I think if you do the math, like how much toilet paper do you really need? And oh, by the way, there are other ways to clean yourself. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, I remember watching uh, one of those shows. I can't remember if it was uh, Discovery, one of those channels. I guess it doesn't matter what channel it was on. But my wife brought this up the other day that there's these people that used rags to save yeah. money and they'd throw them in a bucket and then they'd wash crazy. them and you know, that's just what you did. And even in the old days, that's what right. they did. Or you could just get in the right. shower. Right. I know. That's Not that it's best case scenario, but when you really think about it, it is kind of odd. I would go for food before I'd go for toilet paper. Well, and, and then the water too. That one, like our area, we're in Southern Oregon. The water here is actually pretty good. So I don't quite understand... You know the water comes out of the tap, right? I guess people are afraid that if the water gets shut off or something, but. Well, or, I mean, what people don't know is, okay, let's say somehow the water is contaminated. Mm -hmm. Not that it's going to be, because they're saying it doesn't transmit that way. Or at least that's the way I understand it. Don't take my word as right. the truth as far as that, because I'm not a doctor or scientist. I don't know that stuff, but just from what I've read. But, you know, we always have bottled water on hand mm -hmm. anyway even though we have a well, because like for us, you know, if the power goes out, well shuts off, we don't have a backup generator, which would probably be a good idea mm -hmm. to have. But, you know, so I can understand maybe some right. water, but not, I mean, getting pallets and pallets of water seems a bit much. So how, how is your stock on toilet paper, by the way? Because I have a funny story about this. Um, I think it's pretty good. We already had some anyway. And then I think... Yeah, we have we have enough. I'm not gonna say how much. I don't want to get robbed. <laughs> I know. I'm thinking about <laughs> do I need to do I need to build a safe room and store my toilet paper in there? I mean Well, luckily here, as you know, we have 
a room that's kind of a prepper room. Now, for those of you listening, we did not build this room. Uh, I think I've even talked about it on my podcast yeah. before, but it was built by the people who built this house as a prepper room. And we have water skis, uh, wakeboards, there's drinks, there's, you know, chainsaw, whatever in there. So it's like the, the storage room, but yeah, there's definitely some toilet paper in there. But here's the thing. The other thing too, is that not only do we have toilet paper at one point, somebody, and I don't know who, if it was my wife or her aunt ordered a lot of toilet paper for the RV. Now, granted, it's not the same Charmin, you know, your hiney so shiny, but it'll get the job done. So not only do we have the normal case that we'd have anyway, because we have one, two, three, four girls in the house, but we also have toilet paper for the RV. So we're, I think we're pretty good for a while. That's good to hear. So we, uh, have you heard of subscribe and save through Amazon? Okay. So subscribe and save is like, you can buy, you know, regular household items and it comes on a subscription. And so you save like 15% or more or less or whatever by, you know, saying, yeah, I need a delivery of toothpaste or deodorant or toilet paper every so often or whatever. And then you get a discount on it. So Carolina had toilet paper on subscribe and save for a while. And we were getting these 36 roll boxes for a while and we are a family of three and <laughs> and you know including two adults and one three-year-old who uses like the flushable wipes and still is in pull-ups at night and things like that so but we ended up with this extra toilet paper and i was so annoyed you know i'm like god what we don't need all this toilet paper you know we're just spending extra money on toilet paper we don't need well now let's just say i did the math and we have enough toilet paper, I think, to last us 4.8 years. Wow, so you have enough toilet paper. If someone runs out, then you can be the supplier. I told my family, if you guys run out of toilet paper, just let us know. We will send you some because, um, I'm I, like you, I'm not going to say how much because I also don't want to get robbed. I mean, the thing is, I'll give whoever needs it toilet paper, but I just don't want people breaking into my house. Just yeah. If you want the toilet paper, paper, just send a smoke signal or an email or slide up into our DMs and we'll make sure you have toilet paper because I mean, I don't have that much. I don't have as much as you do by any means. I think it's like a case and some change. So it's not a lot, but especially with as many girls as we have and they like to wad this giant ball of toilet paper up. They don't fold it nicely like I do. Oh my God. When I wipe, they just, you know, fist toilet paper, which, you know, Maybe there's a class that needs to be. You know, I think there is not. because it's uh, that runs deep, and then it just it's generational too. It just keeps getting worse. So yeah, yeah. but um, I mean, other than that, really, I mean, what else do we need? We need to be able to eat, right? And yeah. as long as we can, you know, try and hold things together as best we possibly can. I mean, financially, I think that's the biggest worry for a lot of people i i don't know i shouldn't say a lot of people but i would just say that for me like dealing with clients on a regular basis trying to make sure they're taken care of and then obviously their customer count's going to be off due to people not going out as much so what does that look like how do we need to manage that situation in the short term i mean we've already seen losses just because obviously people pull their advertising like for events let's say there's a big horse event that was supposed to happen in albany this weekend and they pulled it out so you know there's going to be some 
some sting there financially, but I mean, how long? I don't know. I have a retail business. I mean, we don't have any other channels of distribution. So if people aren't coming and buying phones or if my staff is sick and can't work, I mean, that's that's a that's a problem, right? And it is a real concern of people, you know. We're we're telling people, you know, don't come to work if you're sick. And we offer uh, actually in my opinion a very generous paid time off policy. That's something that's really important to me. Um, as an employer is that people, you know, have health insurance if they need it. They have paid time off so they can not only take time off if they're sick, but, you know, take a vacation, decompress, all that good stuff. But, you know, um, it's tough if people maybe have used all their vacation time and then are sick um, and feel like, you know, they have to still come to work because they need to make money. And um, I, I totally understand the concern. Um, it sounds like the government's working on a few things to, you know, make sure that people who are affected by this are, you know, in some way helped out. But um, yeah, it's a it's a major concern, and you know, I think I think the important thing um, to understand is that. We can't, we shouldn't go to work if we're sick. In fact, if we can help it, we shouldn't congregate at work at all, you know. But it's, it's tough in my world as a, we're a retail business, you know, and I think people are still relying on us being open to come and, and get their phones because that's their communication, right? Even more so now. That's how people are communicating, staying in touch um, during this time when we're not supposed to get together in person. So, what do you do? You know, it's, uh, it's tough. Yeah. I guess just trying to figure out how to manage it as best as you possibly can. But, you know, I think you're right though, that as far as if you don't have to, then it just doesn't make sense to do it. It doesn't make sense to force the issue if you don't have to. And there's going to be situations and, you know, uh, thank goodness for those people at all of these retailers that have, you know, gone into work, dealt with the chaos at every store imaginable. You know, a lot of people talk about Costco, but it's not just Costco, you know, it's, uh, it's all the big retailers, but it's also our buy marks of the world and other mom and pops too, that are trying to make sure people have what they need. So, you know, there's a lot of people out there showing up to work and, and making sure people have certain things and thank God for you know, doctors and nurses who are showing up to the hospital and doctor's offices, because I imagine there's some of those people who are just as scared, if not more than most are, because they have to be right in the middle of it. Oh, you know? man. I have uh, some friends and family in the medical profession, and um, a, a good friend of mine actually is a doctor in, um, in Seattle, and um, he was exposed to a patient who had coronavirus. Obviously, they didn't know it at the time. Um, and so they had him stay home for two weeks because, you know, they didn't didn't know, didn't want to spread it. Thankfully, it doesn't sound like he contracted the virus. But um, so I was asking him, well, gosh, you know, how I understand, you know, taking that precaution, but that's going to cause a real strain on staffing and stuff. And he's like, yeah, well, now, now they're unless you are showing symptoms, you just have to wear a mask because they need people to work, you know? And that's that's just a good reminder. And and this is a doctor, by the way, and he's not freaking out, but he's also saying, 
we haven't seen the worst of it yet. And that's what people need to understand. You know, this is sort of the, and again, I don't want to be, you know, a doomsday type of person, but this is, this is what people need to understand about, you know, flattening the curve and, and making sure that we slow down the rate of infection so we don't overwhelm our hospitals and our doctor and our, you know, in our urgent care facilities and all that good stuff. But, um, and then I have another family member who's a surgical technician and, um, who has been complaining about some of the, what she feels are not the right protocols. And it's just like, wow, seriously, you know, um, it's interesting. Well, and you know, I, I hate how situations like this these days have to, and I don't know if this is what you're referring to or not, but I hate how situations are always turned into a political situation these days. And whether you agree or disagree, I hate how we're um, second guessing or Monday morning quarterbacking when we're right in the middle of a situation. And I'm not saying everything's been handled exactly how it should. That's not what I'm saying, but You know, what's really exhausting is, I mean, it's hard for me to even go on Twitter because there's so many hot takes these days of everyone thinks, Hey, if you don't, uh, if if you're one of those people out there who thinks this way, then get off my feed. Like really like, I I like what you said about coming together, but man, you're right. It really has shown the, the best and worst in people. And, you know, I'm just sitting here as we're talking, uh, just kind of scrolling through some different news stories and just seeing what's happening out there because this thing's been, uh, you know, progressing so quickly. Yeah. So first two things on my social feeds right now, one is federal reserve cuts rates to zero to support economy during coronavirus pandemic. So interest rates are now 0%. And then I, the next one down this is from uh, KESQ News in California. Uh, Governor Gavin Newsom calls for all closure of bars, wineries, pubs, and home isolation of everyone 65 and older. Restaurants will, wow. will remain open. So how do you do that, right? This is where... Yeah, I don't know. How does, how does a, a state ban or force the closure of bars like do you temporarily i guess logistically do you pull their liquor license or and that's the other thing so this doctor friend of mine from Seattle he you know we were talking about social distancing and you know speaking of you know Monday morning quarterbacking there are a lot of people out there who think we should have been socially distancing about a month ago to really prevent it from becoming a pandemic but nobody um, would have taken we, it seriously then. No, people, right. People did not. And they're still not. And I don't know right? that I would so, have. Right. I don't know that I would have either. And so, I mean, while that is, I guess, good to know to maybe create some more urgency now, we didn't do it then, right? So we can't do anything about that now. So the question is, what can we do now? Well, he was saying, you know, this. he lives in... Seattle, right downtown on the heart of it, heart of it all. And he said, I heard the bars were still packed over the weekend. 
And I'm just going, oh my God. You know, it's tough for me because as a business owner, if I owned a bar, I'm suffering right now, right? If people aren't showing up. Absolutely. And one of the things I was talking about earlier about that word irresponsible, like, and I, I know of a place that is, you know, very established. I'm trying to be careful here. I don't want to single anyone right. out. But I know. Let, let's, let me just we live say in this. a small town. Let me just say this. And I'm not just talking about bars because I know some other organizations doing the same thing are promoting big get-togethers. I know. To me, it's Ugh. irresponsible. To me, it is flat mm-hmm. out irresponsible. But then again, I'm more sensitive because of the situation I feel like. But well, here I'm. <laughs> there's a. There's a story right here that says Defiant Mexico holds big music festival. This is from the Associated Press. Despite coronavirus concerns uh, that has caused the globe to cancel concerts and sporting events and even shut down daily activities, in some places Mexico City is going ahead with uh, Viva, Viva Latina, one of the most important music festivals in the country. 70,000 tickets had been sold. For each of the festival's two days. Uh, Concerns about the new COVID-19 illness were evident, though. At the entrance, the usual security checks for such events had a new filter. Each person entering was checked for fever and a strong smell of antibacterial gel permeated in the air. But the thing about it is you don't even know for days. Right. No, you don't. The incubation period, they don't even know how long it is you know exactly how long it is now but it can be weeks it can be a couple right. weeks so i mean so i my mine is a music podcast and you're in the music industry i mean let's talk about that for a minute it is i mean everything in the world is canceled it's crazy yeah all of the major events think about it and i heard someone else talking about this thinking about if you were the artist that have worked your entire career mm to release a brand new album and it was supposed to come out last week Uh, or this week or the next week. You can't go on shows to promote it. You can't do all the, I mean, you can do some of the interviews you could do like we're doing it right now. So there is ways to get the information out there. And I will say this, maybe it's a good time because if people are stuck at home, yeah, then maybe they have time to listen to the music. So I'm not saying it's all bad, but that's just one example. You know, a lot of these uh, festivals have been either canceled or moved I know I got the email earlier and your wife was texting about the Academy of Country Music Awards, which we were going to go to this year anyway, because of the timing of the baby right. supposed to be here the day after. So, uh, but they're moving that to September. So we'll see because there's just been a lot of things canceled. I had, yeah. And by the way, um, maybe they should have nominated you this year and this wouldn't have happened, but um, no, that's a, that's an extreme take. <laughs> <laughs> they were late to the party to to cancel or po- postpone that. Though I was kind of surprised it took them this long to to postpone that. Yeah, and it's hard to say what's going on with them behind the scenes as far as the moving parts that it takes, and you have you know advertisers, and I mean I'm sure it was just a matter of time, but yeah, the announcement was a little slow, but. But then again, I was also shocked at how quickly like the NBA and Pac-12 canceled. So I guess it's two extremes. Oh, the, I mean, literally before they're about to tip off a game, they decided that's yeah. it. I mean, wasn't one game already underway for the NBA? Wasn't there yeah. one game that they just said everybody needs to leave? 
Yeah, that was, I think, the Mavericks and somebody else, and that's when they caught uh, Mark Cuban's reaction live on the on the uh, sideline. Um, yeah, I didn't see that one. Or courtside, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, you know, this is, and it was, I think he reacted viscerally in the way that, you know, all of us did. I mean, that's, it's just unprecedented. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, back to your point about, so I'm a big Alan Stone fan. Do you know who that is? Alan Stone, not right off the top of my he's, head. He's kind of R and B soul, um, not quite mainstream. I mean, he's he's right on the cusp, I would say. Um, but I had Alan Stone tickets for his Portland concert the end of March, and I belong to this Facebook group, Alan Stone fans Facebook group, and. Oh, so you're um, hardcore then? Oh, I'm hardcore. Yeah, he's he's legit, and we do some <laughs> of his songs in our band and stuff. And so, you know, I'm seeing it's so surreal because for the past couple months he's been on tour promoting his new album that he released in November. So that hypothetical scenario you're talking about, that's him, right? He just released this album. He's touring, promoting it. Um, I'm seeing videos and pictures from people, um, you know, on his going to his tour. I had VIP meet and greets, all the whole thing. I was really, really looking forward to meeting him. And he had to suspend his tour a couple days ago. And obviously, uh, the concert I was going to go to was postponed. But um, yeah, it's a real freaking bummer. But it's also the right thing to do. Um, But it's just... Yeah, it's like, does it even matter? Right. You know? Exactly. When you really think about it, when you really break it down. And that's what I was referring to earlier. Like, there's so many of these things we like to do. Sports. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, music, going on vacation. You know, you guys were going to go to Southern California. Yeah. Um, you know, you think about it, how much that stuff even matters. I mean, it's nice to be able to do, but when it really comes down to it, doesn't matter, you know. I know. We were going to go, so I'm originally from SoCal, which I know that'll shock a lot of native Oregonians um, that a Southern California transplant lives here now, but we were going to go down and visit family and we were going to go to Disneyland for three days. And we actually canceled our trip before we even heard that Disneyland was closing, which by the way, that's a whole nother topic. Um, but I have, you know, I have elderly grandparents and stuff we were going to visit. And when you start learning about, you can carry the virus and not even know you have it and then infect those more vulnerable populations. I mean, I don't want to live with that on my conscience. You know, I don't, I don't want, first of all, I don't want something bad to happen to my grandparents that can be prevented, but I also don't want to be the cause of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, it was kind of an easy decision to cancel it. But then a couple of days later, we hear that Disneyland is closing for a month. Are you kidding me? I yeah. Mean, here's one for you to think about. It's crazy. So we bought a little bit of Disney stock here a while back, mm. a couple of months ago. And I want to say it was in the 130-ish range, somewhere in there. And then I think it got almost up to 150 per share. And this is a couple of months ago. And then it took a little bit of a nosedive, not horrible, you know, but down around the 140 range or somewhere. And while you were talking about, you know, the Disneyland trip that was canceled for you, I thought, well, I'm just going to do a little quick search here just to see what the current stock price is of Walt Disney. And keep in mind, you know, 
as you know, Disney is not just Disneyland. It's ABC, ESPN, which, you know, there's a lot of sporting events. There's NBA games. There's everything you can imagine, right? Think about the NFL, NFL Combine that they're talking about moving. All these different things. I know some of that's on the NFL Network. But uh, just to put things in a little bit of perspective here, I checked to see what the closing price was on Friday because I haven't looked. And this is after it came up what looks like uh, $10 a share because it came back up 11.67%. Where do you think it's at right now? So it was 150 a couple months ago? Mm-hmm. And we bought in, I think, at 130-something. Mm. I'm going to guess 120? 102.52. Wow. Yeah. Which it's not like we invested a fortune, but it just kind of puts things in perspective wow. as far as what happens when you have, you know, your your parks that are pulling in a ton of money. And then with the different TV, you know, networks, channels that they operate, they're obviously involved in different, even tours for certain things, you know, you know, that's crazy. Yeah. I'm looking right now. So it's high was. Uh, yeah, like you said, one fifty one forty eight in November, and then it actually got down when. So this was March twelfth. That must have been when they announced that they were going to close. It got down to ninety one dollars a share, ninety one eighty one on March twelfth. Maybe I should have doubled down then. Serious. Well, I mean, that's a whole nother. I mean, this is the time to buy, right? Or have we hit the floor yet? I don't know. I don't know what the answer is because I was watching when Trump was talking on Friday afternoon when it climbed over a thousand points just while he was talking, mm-hmm. uh, which was pretty incredible, incredible to watch when you think about it. Um, but right. yeah, so anyway, kind of got sidetracked well, with that, but it's it's interesting for sure. So this is the whole other side of it, right? Because think of how much, you know, the things that entertain us that we're used to just being there. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times this happens to me, I'm so used to clicking on the ESPN app and checking scores at least a couple times a day, right? right? And there are no scores to check. <laughs> no. You know, there's I think there's a couple, I think they had some UFC fights maybe and there's a couple things happening around the world, but all ESPN has to report on is you know, things related to the coronavirus. It's just, it's crazy. Yeah. I know that the NFL just had a huge collective bargaining agreement deal that was made, I think earlier today, which probably all they're talking about besides Corona. Yeah. Um, You're right though, because what else are they going to talk about? I know that golf was on the television when I came into the bedroom where I'm currently sitting in a nice gently used rocking chair. Um, but I don't know if that was a rerun. I know that CBS, I think it was CBS, was airing some basketball tournaments from last year, like the Big Ten or Big 12 tournament, I think was on earlier today. Wait, the, the Big Ten tournament still still on? No, rerun from last year. Uh, oh, rerun. You missed the rerun oh part. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, it's crazy. And so that's probably, I mean, I was looking for, I'm a big Formula One fan. I was looking forward to the first race of the season this weekend canceled. I mean, I'm a Laker fan. 
that's what really stinks is I'm a Laker fan. I'm an Oregon University of Oregon fan. And, you know, I, I don't know that the guys would have had as good a chance as the girls to win it all, but the girls certainly uh, had a really good chance. And to think that, like, Sabrina came back for her senior year, the whole unfinished business thing, I mean, crazy, right? I mean, what a bummer yeah. for them. They had such a good chance to win it all. But, I, and you know, I know we put things in perspective, but it doesn't change the fact that it's a real bummer. They're not even going to, sounds like not even going to get an opportunity. Yeah, it's just... And the thing about it is that it's not just them. You know, there's so many different things. You know, there's weddings, there's major events that aren't just sports. So it's just a, it's a blanket of things that just aren't happening. Makes you thankful to live in the time that we do, that we have all this access to streaming and technology and stuff like that, right? Because we're so we're so in that realm of we need, we're just so used to that constant stimulation and entertainment. And, you know, now, I mean, Disney put out frozen two on Disney plus three months earlier than they were going to as a result of all this stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's interesting. I think it's just, you have to pace yourself too, right? Like thankfully, it's not an apocalypse, so we can still go outside, take walks, get some exercise. Right. That stuff's important. Um, but it's just so weird. So many of the things that we use for entertainment are also shut down and aren't there. I mean, they're not filming television shows right now. They're not filming movies. Yeah, it is kind of mind-boggling when you think about it. You know, I was just reading while you were talking there that it looks like uh, over in Del Norte County, the schools are going to close now with a return date of 420. Wow. Which is interesting choice for a return date, by especially the way, in, in Del Norte County, but <laughs> over in the Emerald <laughs> Triangle. Why don't they just make it 421? No, actually, hey, kids, yeah, you're seriously. going back to school. <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, Four, yeah, right. <laughs> so they say that this time of closure includes the countywide spring break. So, yeah, we were talking to my brother in law yesterday or my wife was talking to him about, you know, what's going on down there. And they just were like, Oh, we're just, you know, we're just going with the flow. And what I was shocked to learn is that they can't even have disinfectant wipes in their classroom because they're considered a hazardous material and they have to ask wow. for approval. And then, uh, what was she saying that even here that the students can't use them to wipe down their desk. It has to be the teacher, which seems wow. so odd to me. Huh? That's interesting. Yeah, I just... Uh, but they still have school. I, I mean, they're still going ahead like nothing's happening so far. But I think even where just is in this? the next... In California, in Reading. And I think even in the next couple really? of days, we're going to see that change. Yeah, well, you you saw... It was kind of a cascade. And, and our area was one of the first... You know, Washington State, which is right above us, was one of the little geography lesson for those listening at home but um they were one of the first and hardest hit in all of this and so we're kind of in the in the hot spot um and so oregon was one of six states i think that that statewide canceled school yeah. for a period of time yeah that and, was a big thing because at first earlier yeah, it was huge. Uh, 
you just have to drop off your kids. And then it wasn't even much time at all when they just pulled the plug. Yeah. No, I mean, it was developing by the hour yeah. the day they did, they made that announcement. And my wife's a teacher and it's just, you know, she's thinking about how am I going to teach? I mean, there's certain things that she teaches, like she does CPR and emergency training and things like that, which involves like hands-on stuff. You can't teach that online, you know? So she's trying to wrap her mind around what the future is going to look like. But now I guess the recommendation from the CDC that the way they think this, that we could actually slow this down is to cancel school for eight weeks. Well, there was a couple of things I was reading earlier today where they said they could see the rest of the school year being suspended. Oh my gosh. But, and and, so then you start thinking about, I mean, how do we make sure these seniors get what they need to graduate, well, right? Well, I think and in times like you, these, you forget about all timelines, right? All that stuff goes out the window. And that's what I was telling my wife at lunch. You know, we have this idea of how we're supposed to go about things every single day, just in general for everything, mm-hmm. whether it's school, business, personal right. life, whatever. And everything is thrown off. There's going to be exceptions made. Yeah, There's going to be, I mean, the NCAA is already talking about letting yeah. student athletes come back for a sixth year, which I think would be great if they wanted to It totally mess up the scholarship rotation and all that, but they can figure it out. Oh, but man. I guess where I'm going with this is, right. is that you have to throw all, all of what you know as yeah. the norm, you have to throw all that out the window. And what I kind of like about that is that we're going to find new ways to do things and get things done where yeah. instead of being stuck in this box I think that we're actually going to learn some stuff from it and it may be uncomfortable for a little bit. And maybe those seniors have to, you know, go back early next year, whatever that looks like, but somehow figure out how to make it work just because that's the only option. That's what we have to do. No, you're right. And you caught me in a moment of this is the, the change in our paradigm, right? We're trying to take this, we're trying to take these unusual, crazy circumstance. It is, circumstances and we're trying to fit them into our existing paradigm. It doesn't, it's not going to work. But 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 they don't fit, right? We're thinking, oh, well, you know, seniors in high school have to get a certain amount of credits in order to graduate. Well, maybe not. Well, and here, how about this? Like we were talking about just our kids in general. Let's say they cancel the rest of the school year. And I know this isn't going to be the same for all kids because they don't have parents that are at home. Like we're fortunate my wife is at home. Uh, but send us the curriculum or send us what And we'll do the best we can to make sure that they're keeping up or whatever, but we, they might just not be able to, that might be the reality. I know. I know. It's crazy. Crazy to think about. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah. It's, I, I love, uh, I think probably my favorite meme so far, which by the way, there've been a lot of really good ones. Thank God for, thank God for that. Um, some of them are like, okay, but, um, a lot of them have been really good, but my favorite so far is the one that said, I guess we're about to find out which meetings could have actually been emails after oh, all. <laughs> I didn't even see that, but I can really appreciate that. Uh, absolutely. Well, and you know, the other thing about it is, and, and this is where I was talking about, like, you realize how things can get done or other ways to do things. And, and yeah. like me, for example, sitting here in my bedroom, um, and I'm going to do the morning show on the radio station from here tomorrow, much like how we're doing this right now. But, um, it just makes you realize how many other possibilities are out there, how many different ways 
there is to do things. And just because we've done it one way forever doesn't mean we always have to do it that way or that we're always going to do it that way. You know, there's, there's just ways to get things done. And I think that to me, that's, what's impressive when you see people who are willing to just adapt, however they need to adapt and figure out how to get things done. And whether it's uh, helping someone out or making sure someone gets something or making sure the job gets done, there's just always other ways to do things. And it's not normal per se, but maybe eventually it will be in a good way, you know, not necessarily in a bad way. Humanity's ingenuity is actually pretty amazing. And we we can actually adapt and, and adjust way you know way quicker than we even thought was imaginable and you're seeing that come to fruition right now and you know and yeah you're seeing a lot of negative stories but you're also seeing a lot of positive things like i alluded to and it's um it's pretty incredible to see um and yeah i mean talk about it's going to be interesting. You know, I, I think I was talking to you about this the other day. I think uh, podcasts are going to get a lift from all this. Um, I think people are going to be, I think probably more people are going to be tuning in to listen to you guys on the radio um, because we're, you know, we're looking for, we're looking for that solidarity, I think. And, you know, in that human connection that we're not going to get as much in person. And so any way that we can do that. Um, and yeah, I think, I think it's going to be, I'm, I'm glad that you're, that we have this technology available and that you are rather than just, oh, I'm not going to be there. Um, and I know that's not, you know, how you operate anyway, but people are going to want to hear you tomorrow morning on the radio. Well, and you know, what's really interesting about this whole thing and, we didn't have a long conversation earlier about this, but Ashley and I were talking about it and I brought this up because I was gone last week, all but Monday. Right. And so she was there doing her thing while I was doing my, uh, civic duty. Uh, but it's escalated. Right. And so now we're going to have to balance, you know, as we come back together in separate places. Right. Um, you know, my question to her earlier today was, okay, how do we manage this? You know, how do we decide how much to talk about it and how much fun to have? And we're just going to have to feel our way through it because you can't really say, I mean, you kind of have an idea, definitely not something that's going to be ignored and something you have to keep up with in a real time, you know, manner. But yeah, like how do you wade through that? That's hard to figure out. That's that's tough, right? Because you have to have some levity. You have to have some relief, some just whether it's comedic relief or just, you know, I think, yeah, I think levity is probably the best word for it. But also it's a balance, right? Because you don't want to make light right. of the situation. And I think I think we still have a need for people to really understand the seriousness of, um, you know, it. it takes strength to make some of the sacrifices that we have to make for the good of, you know, the whole. And yeah, that's tough, man. I don't, I don't envy you trying to find that balance. And I mean, you guys do great. And I think you'll, I think. Well, unfortunately we've had numerous situations, not like this, but other situations where we've had to do that already, you know, whether it was uh, mass shootings or, 
um, unfortunately, numerous uh, mass shootings or other things we've had to work through, you know, wildfires or whatever. So, you know, we have some experience, unfortunately, but just kind of feel our way through it and see what happens. Yeah, we are definitely in uncharted territory right now. I mean, this is unlike anything I think anyone alive today has ever seen, just the, the, the scale and just the severity of things being, I mean, just it's just crazy to think aside from that festival you were talking about in Mexico, which is, <laughs> I think it's kind of crazy they, they kept that, they didn't cancel that, but everything in the world is canceled. It's just, it's unreal. Yeah. It's unreal. Any, any gathering, any large gathering, um, is canceled and it's just, it's just crazy. What do you, what do you think the, what do you think the long-term or sort of longer term, maybe not long-term, but maybe, you know, the rest of this year, you know, as someone who works in the music industry, what do you think this looks like? What what effect does this have? I have have no idea. I know it's hard to say, right? I I don't even know. And I don't want this to come across the wrong way, but honestly, that's the least of my concerns right now. Um, and I shouldn't say I don't care because that's not accurate, but again, it's not one of my major concerns and I want everyone to rebound and do well, but honestly, I'm thinking about what's right in front of me, you know, um, obviously we're on a radio station that plays music, you know, that's my, my job and we have advertisers on our radio station and that's important too. Obviously making money is important, but surviving is even more important, right? So it's hard to know what all of that's going to look like. And so for me, that's a ways down the list, you know, the music industry part of it. Uh, and, and no, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, diminish what they do because everyone's role is important, you know, but I think right now people are more looking at like, what's the next 24 hours, 48 hours. I know that sounds extreme right now, but I think as we get into the next week, and two weeks and three weeks, things are developing very quickly. And I don't think a lot of people are even going to be thinking about that. So I don't know. I have no idea. I, I think we're going to see a lot of things change. I think it may make it very hard on some of us. I say us because mm-hmm. I don't know who, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's scary in that sense. But also, can we survive? Yeah, I think so maybe kind of old school, right? It may be, Hey, I'm gonna let you slide on your rent this month. Cause you know what? I can't pay my rent either. And stuff like that, where again, it's outside of the normal box that we're used to living in and where we just figure out how to get it done. Cause if I can't pay rent and you can't pay rent, nobody else can pay rent. Then what are we going to do? And I know that's kind of extreme, but it's definitely possible that something like that could happen. No, totally. You know, if we get into this thing long enough. Yeah. And, and I mean, certainly, and I want to be clear, I am not saying I'm glad this happened or that I want people to be suffering or that I want, you know, vulnerable health populations to be, you know, at risk of dying. Certainly not. I just think it's interesting when we're faced with this, just this 
global interruption, if you will. It just is a it's a sobering reminder of our humanity. And it's a great reminder of what's important, right? Um, I mean, yeah. I'm looking at looking at my small little family going, boy, am I lucky, you know? Um, and we're trying not to go stir crazy stuck in the house. I mean, it's, I've been, we've been joking, you know, day two. Okay. It's day two. Let's see how this goes, you know, but, um, but I think kind of like the old days that we didn't have to grow up in, you know, where you just figured it out, you know, go outside, yeah, Yeah. go back inside. I mean, the house is really clean, right? Yeah. We, well, there's all these things. There's all these things that we just don't do because we're too busy trying to get to the next thing. And I think that's what really has become, you know, obvious to me is how much we're on the go to get to the next thing. Yeah. There's nothing like the world kind of coming to a stop to remind you of what's really important and what do I really need to focus on and prioritize and, you know, how can I help others and, um, what, what's my purpose here? You know, um, it's, this has been a, I mean, if you remove the dollar, right. If you remove the almighty dollar just for a second, like if everyone was just stopped for a second and think about that kind of changes things, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, what can we provide for each other? You know, what right. what services can we do for in service of each other? What Yeah, I mean you I know it was kind of meant as a joke, but you said, you know, who will trade some toilet paper for some ketchup, right? On social media. I mean, that's mm-hmm. kind of I've been thinking about like what are we going to end up are we going to end up trading goods instead I mean, of that's exchanging how money? It used to be, yeah. right? And then, you know, it's I shouldn't I I just I only chuckle because I I mean to me it's I don't know if I I wasn't kidding because I really did need ketchup um and I would have been willing to trade (laughs) and this is for those of you those those who know you this is serious yeah like you're not having ketchup is like defcon five I mean I could live without it but it's it would be nice to have but um and my wife even said I think I can make it I think I figured out how to make it, which is cool that she can figure wow. that kind of stuff out. But um, luckily, I have someone who likes me enough to pick up a giant three pack and drop it off on my doorstep. But, um, but that's the thing; she dropped it off on your doorstep, right? She didn't come in. <laughs> no, which I just didn't hear. Otherwise, oh, okay. well, even then, I I would have considered saying, you know, I know you right? were just out and about. Still, you need to just leave it at the door. Yeah, and then wash your hands for... right when you pick it up and wipe. Yeah, I think it, down it was out there wipes. for like eight or nine hours. I think before I actually brought it in. But um, anyway, now we have ketchup. So, but yeah, it is interesting to think about. I'm like, okay, I have a tractor. Like if we need to like dig and like, mm-hmm. you know, my neighbor has equipment. Like if we need to work on stuff or yeah. plant stuff or whatever, if you really had to do that. Right. But right. Yeah. Could we really survive old school if we had to? Mm-hmm. There's some people who wouldn't know what to do, which oh, I don't boy. even, I'm not that good at it either, but I yeah. can, you know, we can figure it out. Well, I think it's important to keep talking though, right? And uh, I think this was great. I'm glad we got to uh, spend some time and just kind of, did you have, I know you're, I know you always map out an outline and an agenda for every podcast that you do. So did you have, 
things on your list that you wanted to talk no, about? No, I didn't make a list at all. I and I only I actually started making lists. I was being a little recently. facetious there. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh-uh. Actually, there's probably a lot of things that we haven't even talked about that I... There's probably a million. ...would talk about if I could think of it right this second, but there's so many different thoughts rolling around in my head, you know, and I don't know. It's just crazy. I'm just scrolling through some of these news headlines and... Yeah. People just need to remain calm. Yeah. Stay inside or stay at your house as much as possible. Right. And. Yeah. Social. Figure it out. A couple weeks is going to be nothing in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. But it can make a big difference to, you know, slowing this down and not overwhelming our healthcare system. So take it seriously, you know, live your life. Um, but, but take it seriously, you know, um, it is going to require some sacrifice. Like you said earlier, we were going to get together this weekend, hang out at one of each other's houses and, you know, play games and stuff. And, but it's even that seems like too much of a risk, yeah, right? It's not, it's not the time for that. You know, we got to, no. and thankfully we have, that's, what's so weird is this juxtaposition between, you know, keeping a distance from each other. And yet look at all the tools and ways that we have to connect still. And I'm really thankful for that. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you might be my only guest on the podcast for the next month. (laughs) (laughs) You know, same. I can either do it by myself or we can get together and do this once a week and give the latest updates. We'll We'll do a weekly Corona update, Corona mania 2020. An interesting insight as to what's going on, you know, for us and we're on baby watch yeah. here soon. So that's, there's going to be that part I of know. it too. So yeah. You know, what's t- tough about that. Carolina was opining last night. She's like, I'm not going to get new. And we, we've snuggles? been calling your, yeah. She's like, I'm not going to get baby snuggles. Um, uh, we've been calling it alien baby. Um, right. And not in a bad uh, way, by the way, not in a bad way. <laughs> People no, are like, just, what do you, you just yeah. call their baby? Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, we do too. Uh, yeah. Uh, and Carolyn's like, well, I was going to like go help them. And and I you know, was looking forward to the baby snuggles and that might not happen now. And I'm like, yeah, it might not. Yeah. It's tough. The thing about right? it is like we're just talking, you know, the next couple of weeks are going to be interesting, but we really don't know what the next couple of months is going to look like. So, I, know. I mean, you know, when you have the first kid, well, you've only had one, so. You yeah, still know what I'm talking about where you don't let anyone come over for a while. At least we didn't. Yep. You know, like, oh, it's going to be a oh couple of weeks gosh. before anyone can come over. And now <laughs> it might be right. months. I mean, it might be a I couple don't know. Years. <laughs> it may be a lot of be a good experience, you know, to be able yeah. to yeah. kind of be, I don't know, maybe after a while we'll go crazy. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know how long I'm going to do the show from home, the radio show. I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. I'm just going to kind of go with it and see what happens. I think all we can do is take it one day at a time. Right. And for God's sakes, don't always follow the advice of a meme you see on social media. That's <laughs> no? my that's my parting advice for people. Go to the CDC's website, go to but don't listen to there's there's already so many erroneous things being passed around. Err on the it's side of caution. Scary. Don't be yeah. irresponsible. And, you know, don't go out if you don't need to. It's not the worst thing to have to just lay low for a little bit and chill. I mean, we've been playing Nintendo, original Nintendo. I played some PlayStation 2. 
because that's the newest video game console I own. And uh, we played some Rummy Cube, and we haven't even got to the cards yet, but I'm sure there'll be lots of cards. And just, oh, yeah. you know, I, I've been joking about needing a little bit of a sabbatical, you know, because I've been at this radio thing for 20 years. And uh, all of a sudden, I got one in a little bit different form than I would have imagined. Boy, did you ever. I know. So, Yeah. One day at a time. Yep. That's all we can do. Well, this was uh, therapeutic for me. I don't know how everyone else will feel about it, but I appreciate the opportunity to connect and talk through it all and the impacts on the world and friends and family and the various industries. And uh, I, I'm sure there'll be, we'll probably have to do this again at some point, I imagine. Oh, yeah. We, I mean, we can do it whenever we want to. We have, uh, I'm going to yeah. have the equipment set up. Uh, you know, because I'm going to be doing the radio show here for at least a little while. Like I said, I don't know how long, but I mean, this is easy to plug in, easy to do. The first time I didn't do my podcast in the garage, but I'm not going to do the radio show at, you know, six o'clock in the morning out there. So we're going to right. special set up here for the next couple of weeks, at least. Bedroom talk with Jason <laughs> Allen has a whole new meaning. <laughs> <laughs> well, it won't get too crazy with a little one on the way in a couple of weeks. Oh boy. That'll be interesting. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, yeah, it's been great. And uh, thanks for hooking it up and uh, figure out how to do it again here soon. And hopefully everyone can stay safe and healthy and we'll come out of this thing on the other side. Okay. Sounds good. Enjoy your catch up. (laughs) See ya. Thanks.